Welcome to the Fire the Family podcast. Did you know the average American is behind on their retirement savings? Imagine if your family could learn to budget, save, and invest enough to become financially independent. I'm here to show you through my own experience exactly how you can get on the path to financial independence and reach retirement on or before the age of 65. From age 19 to 28, Kayla and I have been married for nine years, had three boys, and earned four degrees combined with no student loan debt, and have taken our household income from zero to over $130,000 a year. We both want to invite you to firethefamily.com, where we have free tools and resources that you can use to get started on your financial independence journey. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Fire the Family podcast. I'm Nick, and I want to thank you as always for uh, giving me a little bit of your time here today. I definitely appreciate it, and I hope to bring you as much value as I can. Um, We're going to be talking today about nine marriage lessons that I've learned after nine years of marriage in my 20s. Um, I know the last episode was about uh, being married, and it's kind of the theme of the week because we just celebrated our nine-year anniversary on December 23rd, and it's a really big time for us. We we um, always try to focus on taking as much time uh, during this you know, period as possible for each other, and about every six months, we make sure to go on some sort of overnight trip with one another, and that's something that we've just started this past you know year or so, and um, we never really were in a financial position to to be able to do that. And it doesn't have to be a major trip, but um, you know it's it's really good to use that time together. And we'll dig into it uh, here when we get into the actual episode. As always, the uh, the post that I'm referencing or that I'm you kind of using as my talking points is on my website, firethefamily.com. If you haven't been there yet, I suggest you check it out. Bunch of free resources for you to use. We've got uh, the fire calculator that I made in Excel. We've got the uh, fire flow chart. We've got the money marriage checklist. We've got our goal worksheet for 2020. I don't know if you uh, are into setting goals or not, but I highly, highly recommend the goal worksheet. Um, file it away in your file cabinet. Pull it out on December 31st of next year. I'll remind you uh, if you subscribe to our uh, my email list. So um, I definitely won't spam your inbox, but uh, you'll probably get a message from me on a weekly weekly basis. So uh, we also have um, some resources. I'm going to be writing an ebook. I'm, I've broken the seal on it. Um, it's probably going to be ready in the early spring, um, probably March, April timeframe is what I'm shooting for. Uh, if you want to get that book for free, uh, again, I'll send that out to all my email uh, subscribers there uh, just to make sure that I, I help you out for supporting me and, and getting this thing off the ground. Um, so let's just jump right into the episode here and um, get going. So uh, you, you may also find this video on YouTube. It's a new, a new platform that I'm going to be uh, going on. I used to have a YouTube channel. If you've heard from, um, from any of my recent posts or my recent podcast episodes, I had a big gaming YouTube channel, big for me. I mean, I had, I think I had over 3 million views. I had like 8,000 subscribers when I decided to call it quits. And there's a whole lot of reasons why I decided to do that. Um, but I was earning a decent amount of money. Um, it was a good little side gig for me, a good project, but um, it really wasn't the path I wanted to head down uh, for, for good. Uh, so I, I pivoted over to this and, and you're going to see, um, you're going to see some stuff on YouTube, hopefully, um, here in the near future from me as well. 
Um, so nine marriage lessons from nine years of marriage. And I put in parentheses in my 20s. And the reason being is because not only did I have to go through all the things that you go through when you're in your 20s, um, trying to find out what you want to do in life, trying to figure out um, things that you know would make you happy, trying to figure out who you are really, uh, what kind of job you want to do, um, all that while having a wife and kids. Um, so to give you a little background, I, um, I married my high school sweetheart. We went to um, elementary school, middle school, and high school together. We started dating in high school. Um, we dated all the way through our junior year, our senior year, and then um, a year out of high school. And I went to community college and she went to the local uh, branch campus of the university. And uh, it was during that year that we really had some tough times and had to really do some soul searching on what we wanted our future to look like and ultimately decided to join the military and just fast forward everything. And so we went into the Air Force. So I did. And she came with me. And then we had our first kid at 21. We had our second kid at 25 and our third kid at 27. Hopefully my math is right there. And so we've we've got three kids. Um, we both went to college. Um, Kayla's got one degree. She went straight for her bachelor's in teaching. She's a full time teacher now. She teaches kindergarten. Um, I earned three degrees. I got an Associates of Applied Science in Aviation Maintenance Technology. That's kind of a mouthful, but basically working on airplanes. And I got that through the Air Force. And then I've got a bachelor's in science in um, uh, plant biology uh, with a focus on viticulture and enology, which is grape growing and winemaking, which is pretty cool. And probably going to get some more content around that in the future. And then um, I got my MBA this last July. I finished that up. Uh, so pretty excited. We're both 28 years old. I turned 29 in March and uh, it feels like we're in our 40s. So we've accomplished an awful lot. Um, we've bit off probably more than we could chew at some points and we've bootstrapped a lot of what we're doing. Okay, So we had zero student loan debt and zero medical bill debt from the kids um, and really minimal consumer debt um, uh, to get to where we're at today. So we do have a house. We do have a house um, loan, you know, mortgage, and that's considered debt. So um, we do have that going on. But other than that, I feel like we've put ourselves in a really great position and we're saving enough money every month to, to reach financial independence by the time that we're 45. And that's really the path that we're on. And hopefully we hit that a little bit sooner. But, you know, um, the last part I want to say on, on the background part of it is, is that we don't want to reach financial independence to quit working. I'm a workaholic. Okay. So I, I work, I work full time Monday through Friday as a, an account manager for a software company. And then as soon as I'm off work, I cook dinner for my family uh, five nights a week. And then, um, I try to hit the gym three, four days a week. Usually it ends up being two or three days a week. And then, um, uh, what else? Uh, so then I work on the website. So I'm, I put in probably 20 or 30 hours a week on the website, uh, making content for you guys, uh, writing blog posts, promoting that, creating graphics. I do everything myself. Um, and then, uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what my life is like. And then supporting my kids in sports or whatever activities they, they happen to be doing and just giving them my time is super important. So I'm always trying to find an hour here, an hour there. Um, and my wife is into, she does some crafting and, and uh, she makes these epoxy cups. It's pretty sweet. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can see it here. It's there. It's candy apple red with a truck logo on it. And my dad sells uh, semi trucks. And so he gives them out to some of his customers. Um, she's got a cricket machine here and it's just kind of a side gig for her. She's made enough money in the last you know, four months or so to pay for a full tattoo that she really wanted. Um, so she is kind of on a different path with how, how she makes extra side money. And she has kind of her own thing going, which is super exciting. Um, and then, of course, I have the website here. Um, so getting into the post and it's kind of the longest intro ever. Um, 
that was a little bit of background for you. Uh, lesson one, we need to be the best team possible. Um, we have come across times in our life where um, we were at odds, okay? We were maybe not, um, we were maybe not listening to one another as, as open-heartedly as we could, maybe not giving the other person enough empathy for the situation and really getting into situations where we um, are divisive. And it happens, I mean, that can happen on a daily basis, a monthly basis, or um, it can be really small things. It could be really big things like finances, okay? Um, we had it today. We were talking about um, another city about for some reason and and we just had a small disagreement, right? And it was just kind of a dumb thing. And both of us kind of felt a little weird about it. And then it's just like, this is stupid, right? Um, so when it comes like to your kids, for Kayla and I, it's been so important to be like, um, to be on the same page with everything. And maybe we don't always agree eye to eye when we're communicating with the kids, but we can like have that solid front when we're, when we're um, giving them directions or reprimanding them or, or um, helping them out. And then when behind the scenes, we can have that conversation and both of us are, have gotten pretty good at doing that. And then when it comes to like extended family and how you handle the holidays, like Christmas that just happened, um, it's been important for us to uh, not make decisions without the other's input and, and really respecting uh, that the other person is living their, their life as well. And they're just as important as, as their needs are just as important as what I think my needs are, right? And, um, on a daily basis, things are trying to pull your marriage apart. Um, so it may be movies, advertising, social media, friends, family, work. Uh, everything is trying to trying to vie for your attention, your time, trying to present maybe a life that isn't super realistic like what you see on social media. Um, I don't care who you are. My Instagram is a highlight reel of my life. Um, Pictures aren't super doctored up, but I'm not showing you pictures of my boys screaming their heads off uh, or fighting with each other or the times where my wife and I aren't, aren't super happy with each other or um, the times when maybe my wife doesn't have, you know, she's not all done up with her hair and makeup and maybe I'm, you know, not looking as, as presentable as usual. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't make it onto social media. Why would it? Why do I want to show that to people? Um, and so it's not realistic. Every, everyone's life is like that, right? Um, you can't see what's behind the scenes and, and how people are really uh, feeling. So you got to be the best team. Uh, lesson two, we need to make more time or just time for each other. This was a big lesson. Um, and what these aren't in chronological order by any means, as well as uh, it's not like the only lessons I've learned. Um, it's really hard to distill nine years of, of marriage in my 20s down to a small list. And so nine to me was a catchy number for the title. And so we're just going to stick with nine. They're really the ones that I was thinking of today when I wrote this. Um, we need to make time for each other. So it's so easy to stay focused on our kids, our work and our goals that we lose focus on what keeps it all running smoothly. Um, so if many a times we've found periods in our marriage where we've been kind of ships passing in the night, so to speak, um, where I'm busy doing my thing all day. Kayla's busy doing her thing all day. Like back in the day, it was, she was, you know, responsible for the kids all day. She worked part-time at a gym. And so she was doing her thing and we would see each other at dinner time, and then maybe both kind of go our separate ways at night. She maybe go watch some Netflix. I maybe go work on a, a side project that I'm working on. Right. And then we one of us goes to bed and then we do it all over again the next day. And then what we find is that we just really haven't made any time for each other. And what happens is you just start, I don't say growing apart, but you start losing some of that, you know, uh, closeness some of the intimacy and some of that stuff that, um, you need to have in, in a marriage. 
So for us, it's important that we, we continue to date each other is what we call it. So once a month, we try to make time uh, to go to dinner. And what we like to do is we like to go to a nice dinner. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It doesn't have to be fancy. We, we just go to a decent dinner, uh, whatever we feel like that night. And then uh, we'll typically have dinner um, and then we'll go to like a, uh, we have a lot of wineries around here. We'll typically go to a winery, usually the same one that my sister-in-law works at. And uh, we'll have a glass of wine, uh, a couple of drinks, maybe some dessert. And again, we're not spending a ton of money on this. Um, probably, it's probably, we're probably budgeting about 80 bucks, 100 bucks uh, to do this once a month. And that was well worth it in our, in our family and, and for Kayla and I. And then every six months or so, we try to do a, um, an overnight trip. And this is something we, we started doing just this year. So um, we didn't do this our first year of marriage by any means. And, and um, it's something that you just kind of evolve and do what works well for you. And for us, we really like spending time away from the kids with just each other. So um, we can focus on um, our marriage and our future. And we do a lot of goal planning. We do a lot of just hanging out with each other and relaxing and just removing some of that stress uh, that comes with having three boys. Um, so that's been really important for us. Uh, number three, uh, patience, young grasshoppers. So um, we felt early in our marriage that we had to do everything right away. So we felt that we had to accomplish all these things as soon as possible and do, 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 do and travel and do all these things and see all these things. And what happened was that we just overspent really was uh, on a lot of things. Um, we started putting things on credit card. We started um, just over kind of overextending ourselves with our time and our energy and uh, setting unrealistic expectations for the future. And for us, that was kind of dangerous because what I, what I do, I'm, I'm so forward thinking. I have a lot of anxiety and things about the future, not necessarily in, in a negative way, um, but I'm very forward thinking. And Kayla's very much the micro like day-to-day -day planner. And so what happened is I set these lofty goals and expectations for us and our family and myself. And then Kayla would be trying to like figure out how we're supposed to make that happen. And, and then I would put a lot of pressure on myself to achieve some of these things. And it's led to us achieving an awful lot in a short amount of time. And in nine years of marriage, we've done a lifetime's worth of work. And, um, but there's, that hasn't always been the healthiest thing for us and for myself. And so taking a step back and realizing that we have a long life ahead of us, hopefully, um, and that we hopefully have a long marriage ahead of us as well. Um, we're on it for the long game and you don't have to do everything in your first decade of marriage and uh, really just, you know, take it at the pace that you can handle it. And uh, again, it's not your, just your life anymore. You've combined that with um, a significant other and they're a human with their own you know, thoughts, beliefs, actions, desires, needs, um, upbringing, everything about them is completely unique to you. And while you start to find that you're more, the more, you know, longer you've spent together, um, the more like you are. And Kayla and I have spent, you know, a third of our life together, um, nine years, we're only 28 years old. Uh, so we have a lot of com commonalities that have kind of shown up over the last few years that we didn't have before. And a lot of those things are just cultivated because we grew up together and we matured together as a married couple. And we didn't get married when we were like in our 30s or 40s and really set in our ways. So we were able to be really fluid and, and move through those things. So just patience. Patience is a big thing. Number four, sex is not going to happen every night. So that's kind of a funny topic. That's my own personal topic there. Um, being in my 20s, uh, getting married so young, I understood what I was getting myself into and I understood um, that I was missing, going to miss out on 
a large portion of a traditional 20 something year old's life, right? Especially as a male, um, there's these, um, societal type norms that we're all used to and go to college, be a frat boy, you know, party like it's, you know, like there's no tomorrow and that doesn't have to be your reality or your life. And I never really wanted that for myself. I did an awful lot of partying in high school. I probably shouldn't have. Um, and I've grown up a lot from that point in my life. And that's just something that I didn't want in my twenties. I wanted to get to work. I wanted to get to work having a family. I wanted to get a good job and provide for that family. And that's just how I thought as a 19 year old, while I did do my fair share of partying and I had to really adjust my relationship with, um, with that can, how I consumed alcohol and, and spent my time with my friends. Um, I was able to kind of grow up out of that quickly with the help of my wife and, um, kind of move on to a more mature type, um, adulthood. And, uh, I missed, I won't say I missed out in, in a way that like I, I have regret because I don't. Um, but I, you know, I would say that Kayla and I both missed, um, an experience or time of experiences where people were just kind of doing whatever, um, maybe going to college, but then like just you know, building relationships with friends and having a good time and doing a lot of enjoying stuff and taking on student loan debt. And like, we missed all of that, right? Um, because of the choices we made as young adults. I'm not saying that that's better or worse, but, um, I've kind of got off tangent here from the topic. Um, but, uh, the idea is, is that, um, those things happen to young people in their early twenties because of all their hormones and their newfound freedom moving out from their families. And so, um, things get a little bit crazy. You move away from home, you go to, you go to a school where there's a bunch of people your age of both genders and you're able to, um, really have no rules. And, um, a lot of those, those things that you went through in high school aren't there anymore. And so, um, a lot, there's a lot of sex. There's, that's where all, you know, majority of STDs come from, uh, our universities. And, um, it's just that spreads like wildfire there. Right. And so being a young person, I still have those, you know, hormones and those needs and desires and, and things like that. And, and, um, I've got one person to share that with, right? And so hers may not line up with mine all the time and mine may not line up with hers all the time. And so having unrealistic expectations about how often um, that happens, especially the longer you've been married, right? You go through that honeymoon phase and then you go through some different, you know, seasons as a married couple. And so for us, it's been really important to really understand what the other person's needs are, um, how, you know, what their expectations are, um, how we can accommodate those and really finding that, that, that great balance. And there's a, tons of podcasts out there. We listen to the, the one, uh, the one marriage, uh, podcast. It's awesome. And, um, there's tons of tips and things and you can see a counselors, you can do whatever helps you. Um, uh, but that's a huge part of marriage, isn't it? Like that's like the biggest part, one of the biggest parts, um, especially like in our relationship, it's huge for me, right? Like that's a big part of it. And so making sure you can maintain that intimacy and that closeness and that relationship, um, it doesn't, isn't just, you know, the physical part of sex. It's, it's the, the emotional part, the, the relationship, the, the flirting and the, the, that kind of stuff that comes along with it. So while the title's kind of funny, it's not going to happen every night. Um, that, that's just to say that, um, it's really important to, uh, understand each other's uh, needs and desires and, and, um, what they expect out of life and your relationship together and getting on the same page with that. That's a really important part of it. Uh, kids are temporary. So having kids is such an awesome responsibility. Uh, it's, it's like, I can't even imagine like not, I can't imagine not having the kids. Um, but 
it's it's an awful lot to take on, especially as a young person in your twenties. I I look back on pictures of when I was twenty one, and I just I can't I'm, I'm blown away that I was able that my wife and I were able to raise um, a little one. And I left for deployment uh, when he was about four months old, and came back when he was nine or ten months old. And um, she was alone in in Wichita, Kansas, um, with this baby, and she didn't have very many friends. She didn't have any family uh, within three thousand miles. Um, and it was just a very interesting experience and I was so far away and I'd get texts and, and, and video messages and, and stuff once in a while, you know, on a, whenever I could find like some Wi-Fi to get within and, and, um, it wasn't easy. Right. And so, um, the idea is that what we realized from our first kid, he's already seven years old almost seven and a half years old. What we realize is that they grew up so fast. They go through their phases so fast. They change and develop. And it's just like, it's so quick that they're, they go through their, their stages of life. And um, you realize that you you don't have as much control over how, who they become as you'd like. And um, you only get a short amount of time to influence them and mold them and teach them and give them experiences and build those memories. And um, then it's over and then they're adults, right? And so um, before we know it, they're going to be out of the house and Kayla and I will be about 45 years old and um, we'll be empty nesters and kind of on our own thing. So um, it's really important to make sure to give them the time, um, especially since we're so focused on our careers and we're so focused on, um, th- you know, things like what I'm building here with this community. Um, it takes a lot of time. And so trying to make sure that I'm not taking that time away from the family. Um, right now the boys are napping and Kayla's at the gym. And so I've got plenty of time, right. To what else, what else could I be doing? Um, so to me, that's really important to make sure that I'm creating content or I'm doing things when they're already busy or whatever already be engaged in doing things. Number six, someday it will just be us again. So before the kids, it was just us. And um, after the kids, it'll be just us. And um, I don't want to have to, it's important for me not to have to repair our marriage when we make it to that point. Um, I don't want to be like our kids are gone. Now there's this big void in our life. Um, I really want us to just smoothly roll right into that new lifestyle. And um, well, and just re- remember that we um, recognize that we we did everything with our kids that we could when we had them, and that now that they're not with us anymore, they're adults and they're doing their own thing, and they have their own lives and their own families and their own uh, things to go after. Uh, that we can continue our life, right? So f- the end of your life isn't when the kids leave the house. You don't just. Um, things shouldn't just stop for you. Right. And I want our marriage to continue to grow and ex- new experiences. And I, that's when we're going to hopefully do a lot of traveling and, um, really be in a place where we can be financially free enough to work in different cities or, or move in different States and take different opportunities and work for different, um, organizations and maybe volunteer a lot more of our time and resources. And, um, th- life's going to be different, but it's going to be different in a really good way. I think, um, and then obviously spend a lot of time with our kids as they're adults and, and doing their own thing. Uh, number seven, another lesson I learned from being married for nine years in my 20s. Combining our finances has kept us together. And that's a very important statement. So in marriage, you've got, you've got, um, you've got this, the, you've got religions, you've got, um, how you're going to raise your kids. You've got, if you're going to have kids or not, you've got finances, 
You've got um, just a whole laundry list of important topics that you've got to be on the same page with, right? Um, If not, it makes marriage just that much harder. And by combining our finances, we've been able to uh, do a lot more than we ever would have done if we were trying to, you know, hoard our own money for me, 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 and this is my money and I'm going to use it for my things and not for your things. And um, you're going to pay for these things. I'm going to pay for these things. And it's just, to me, it's idiotic and it might work well for you and that's great. But for our, for our lifestyle, it, it doesn't work. It wouldn't have worked. There's no way we would have been able to go through school um, and do all the things that we did on such low income for so long um, that it, for us, it's it's the way that it worked. And so uh, with having kids so young, Kayla was a stay-at-home mom for the first year. Then she worked part-time, but she was only making about $750 to $1,000 a month um, while I was making probably two or three times that, really trying to support the family and um, provide shelter and food and all that stuff, right? All our basic needs. And you know, there may be a time in the future where I'm physically unable to work anymore or, or something happens and I come down with a disease or something, right? And Kayla may have to support me. Um, that's kind of ex- the both extreme ends of the spectrum. Um, but the reality is right now is, is that um, it doesn't matter. All that money is going into a big pool. It gets spread out in our every dollar budget. And some of the things go to, you know, diapers and wipes. And some of the things go to clothing for us. Some of the things go to us going out to eat. Some of the things go to um, our house. Some of the things go to toys. Some of the things go to um, her car. Some of the things go to, right? Like every every part of our budget is just, it's our budget, right? And if she wants something, if Kayla needs clothes or she wants to get her hair done or she wants to get a tattoo, uh, we figure, we talk about it, we figure it out. And that's just how it works, right? Um, so that's what marriage is all about. Uh, it's not about mine and yours, it's about ours. And so being on the same financial page since day one is something that I've been so proud about that we have done. And it's, that's cut down on arguments. That's cut on, that's a majority of reason why people argue and get divorced is over finances, which is completely avoidable. Um, and it's just something that I've always promised that I would do my best at when I was a, when I was a kid growing up, um, because I experienced arguments over money, um, in my household when I was a kid. And it was just something that I felt was just, just avoidable. Number eight, we will always have what we need. This is a lesson that uh, my wife is very good at. Um, she's very good at reminding me of and making sure that I don't get stressed out too much. There's been, we've, been, we've gone through seasons and times of plenty and abundance, and we've gone through seasons and times of a lack of abundance or scarcity, right? And sometimes the money is there and it's flowing and we've got a lot of it, and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we put too much of it to work in like the stock market, and we left ourselves a little, you know, a little bear for the upcoming month. And um, sometimes I've made, uh, you know, I've had months being 50-50 commission and salary where I've made a lot of money, and some months where I've made very little and so um, it's important to know that we've been in some very pretty dire straits at some points in the last nine years, especially transitioning out of the military and going back to college and transitioning from college to the workforce. Um, I'm amazed that we survived some of those financially and didn't have to take on a ton of debt um, or have to do anything really drastic. And so there were times in our marriage where I didn't think we were going to make it financially. Um, and somehow like some, something happened and, um, you know, we got a big refund for some reason or like, you know, money came, money came, money showed up and it's just really neat how that works. And you just have to have that unwavering faith and belief that you're going to be taken care of, especially if you're willing to work and you're willing to put forth the effort and you're willing to, um, to earn it. Right. Um, it'll be there for you. And I'm a firm believer in that because that's been our experience, uh, during our marriage. 
Uh, number nine, we have to carve our own path. This is the final lesson that I talked about in this article. Um, we've heard it all. So getting married at 19 generates so much negativity and judgment from other people. Like you think you've got haters. You don't have haters until you get you know, married in your early 20s. <laughs> it's it's unreal. From old ladies at the airport to uh, the bank tellers at the bank when Kayla was trying to uh, get withdraw her money and, and join bank accounts. Um, she asked her if she wanted to keep a little bit aside in case it doesn't work out. The lady at the airport basically told her how many how much she was missing out on life experiences by getting married so young. And it's just sad that people are that way and they have to give that kind of you know feedback. Um, but that's the that's the reality. Some of you find face problems with your family uh, as a result of getting married young. Some people get judged by your friends or you get kind of cut out from your friendships because you're not available as much because you got another person that you're living with. Um, but it's your life. It's your path. You get one shot at it. Uh, block all that out if possible and charge forward with the life that you want and the life of your dreams. That's what we've done. And luckily we've had a, a more support than we've had people detracting from what we're doing, especially from our immediate family. So my parents have always been super supportive. Kayla's parents have always been super supportive and um, that's helped us a lot um, in, in marriage. But there's been times where we have to kind of break from what our family wants us to do or thinks that we should do and, and do what we think is right for us and right for our marriage. So this is a bonus lesson in the, uh, in the post, um, but just about perspective. And I've talked about it a lot on this, this episode, just being, you know, understanding that I'm married to another human being with just as much freedoms and, um, rights and thoughts and desires as myself. And to realize that she's not here for me, she's here for herself. And as long as she remains continuing to get value out of our family and continue to be supported by me and continuing to raise our kids. And, you know, if everything keeps going, you know, the way that it's been going, like, right, like what I'm trying to get at is she doesn't have to stay here, right? She's free to leave. She's free to do, you know, do her own thing. That's why divorce was created. Neither of us believe in that, but for our own, you know, marriages, but, um, uh, what I'm trying to get at is that it's not a, just about me and it's not just about her. And we've really had to learn that, um, as a couple. And I think we've done a really good job at it. And, um, it's just super important because there's so many times in your marriage where you're going to be faced with decisions that may just benefit one of you and the other may just be along for the ride. Um, and that shouldn't be how it is. Everyone should have an equal say at the table and, um, you know, a two, two minds are greater than one, so to speak. Um, so nobody should be strong arming the relationship. Um, you know, nobody should be forcing the other's hand and or manipulating anybody. And I'm not a marriage counselor. I don't have an educational background in it. Uh, so all of this is my experience and my, you know, what we've, what we've experienced over the length of our marriage. And, um, I think there's a lot to be to be learned uh, still. Um, we're not perfect and we're continuing to try to grow every day in, in our marriage together and um, for the betterment of our kids and our future. And this whole financial independence uh, journey is like the latest um, installment of that. Uh, it, I've reached all my educational goals. Kayla's going to finish her master's um, hopefully in the next year or so uh, in education. Um, after that, we're done, really done with traditional education. Um, and for us, I've always wanted to run a business myself. Um, and so for me, this is a really low risk way to kind of run my own business, right? So I've got firethefamily.com. It's essentially a blog, um, but there's tons of resources. I'm going to write a book to support everything that I'm talking about, probably a few in the future. That's 
that's really the goal and um, really build a, a resource for you and, and whoever else could get value out of the, the idea of raising your family towards something like financial independence where um, you can be super secure and know that you're going to have a financial future uh, regardless of what the government's doing, regardless of who's the president, regardless of um, you know anything else that's external. Uh, you can be in control of your own finances. And even if you don't you know, reach your retirement number by the age of 65 or earlier, you're going to be so much better off if you do the things that I talk about here on the website and things like um, the best method to achieve financial independence. It's so simple. It's as simple as budget, emergency fund, savings rate, and investing in the total stock market. You do those four things, you're going to have a rich financial future. You and your spouse are going to be able to um, to handle anything that comes your way financially. Um, we've got the money marriage checklist. Check that out. It's free downloads. You guys can just go to the website and download the PDF. And it's basically just runs you through all the financial topics that um, have helped Kayla and I really in our, in our marriage. And it's that third party authority that le- lets you lean on that rather than saying like, this is what I'm thinking. Do you agree with me or not? And well, no, this is what Nick and his wife did. They've been married for a long time. They seem to be pretty happy. They're doing, you know, they're working towards some financial goals. And these are the topics that they've gone through. Um, what do you think about them? You know, and, and there are a lot of topics that you should be covering in your, in your marriage. So um, I wish you the best. I want you to have the most fulfilling relationship with your spouse. I want you to um, achieve everything that you want to achieve in life. And um, if I can be here to help you and, and kind of go along that journey with you, um, then I'd love to do that. And um, the one way you can join along is just joining our email list. Um, it's on the website and uh, hit me up on Twitter at uh, fire the family. I'm pretty active on there, Um, but I hope to hear from you and I hope to get some feedback and uh, let me know what you think. Um, I definitely appreciate you and your time and wherever this may be reaching you, whether you're at work or commuting or in the gym or uh, on an airplane or something. um, Definitely. Thank you so much. It's pretty awesome to make content that people appreciate and that can really provide value to their lives. Uh, With that being said, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you have a great New Year's Eve. Um, I'm pretty excited about 2020. I think it's going to be a really good year. Um, and uh, you know, things are going gonna, gonna go really well, I think, for all of us. Um, so yeah, you know, connect with me and I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks.